Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Mike Adelic. This is a short bonus episode. Please, if you're a fan of the show, if you like the show, leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That's how you can help the show grow, and that's how we can spread the message that you care so much about spreading, uh, and that is of liberty, cognitive liberty, and healing through the benefits of psychedelics. Um, and other methods, of course, meditation and things like that. We talk about those kinds of things. But basically, this is you know, a healing journey through Powered by Liberty. And that's, that's kind of what I want to talk a little bit about today. And uh, I was thinking about this episode. I was thinking about um, calling it uh, a message to the left. A message to the left. And, you know, I, I just feel like this has been kind of a hot topic on the internet. And... Um, uh, you know, w- whatever is happening on mainstream news bleeds into the internet now. Uh, you can consider Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and even Snapchat now. They're grabbing just as much advertising dollars. They're, you know, these are the new mainstream. These are what is taking over the, what we call now mainstream media, which is, in my opinion, dead and dying. Uh, but it's like, uh, you know, I, I, one of the best examples of recent memory that comes to mind was, I think, from the end of the Hunger Games uh, trilogy. I don't know if, uh, spoiler alert, okay? But I, at the end, I don't remember because I only saw it once, but I thought it was a great ending. At the end, the, one of the people who helped uh, rebel against the capital and overthrow the, the dictatorship, they then took the position of power and then they were executing uh, the same kinds of decisions or decisions down the same path as their predecessor. And so the Katniss Eberdeen, the Jennifer Lawrence, who she plays uh, that character, um, took her out at the end because it was like, we can't just replace one old shitty thing with a new thing. You know, that, that's the saying, devil in a new dress. It's like, you know, here comes uh, the new boss, same as the old boss. So it, it's... You know that, and it's it's tricky because these kinds they 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 kind of just seep in, they mesh in. But I want to just talk about message to the left because it's like, look, the when when Trump uh, won the presidency, I thought it would have been a good opportunity for people on the left to kind of wake up a little bit and get more uh, politically engaged, get more active, become uh, voices of of reason again against, you know, the, the uh, big government forces and, and things that we don't necessarily like. But instead, they have been sucked into a lot of diversionary issues and getting sidetracked by, of course, the, the powerful mainstream media who, you know, we talk about the, the mainstream media and it's not just like, you know, CNN, Fox News and those, and those organizations, but their Vox, you know, Huffington Post, it's all of the kind of the bigger outlets who have been sort of compromised to pushing out uh, these messages that get clicks. I mean, that is essentially all this is about. I mean, it's, you know, when it was newspaper, TV, radio, it was about getting viewers. You know, nowadays with social media and with the internet, you can measure so much more. You can get so much more data and then you can market to people in such a better way. It's you know, the advertising dollars is, is very powerful. Um, so 
you know, I, I look at uh, I look at this system, you know, because there's the state and then there's, you know, this other this this private system, the uh, the media. And it's, you know, it just it's just a reflection of of human nature, you know, is, is to try and uh, just 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 rile people up and get people to buy what you want them to buy. I mean, that's essentially what is going on here. I mean, the more people. The more people that tune in to, the more people that read Vox or the more people that read Attention or um, Vice or, um, uh, I don't know, what are some other big ones? There's, you know, other, watch Young Turks, whatever. It's, yeah, I guess actually Young, I don't know, Young Turks is just wrong. I don't know if they're necessarily establishment leftists, but they're just wrong. But the, the more that people kind of like get, get sucked into a lot of these clickbaity diversiony issues then the the more we lose track of what's really important what we should really be talking about as a species as human beings who populate a environment we we should be talking about what are the best ways to organize society to give people the best chance at having uh you know having a good life and instead what happens is we get sucked into one or two or three issues, or we get fixated on one guy, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's kind of molded to be that way a little bit because it's easier. It's like, you know, well, what did Trump do today? I was just on Instagram and I saw, uh, there was like a chalk, um, what do you call it? Like those chalk, uh, little billboard things out on the sidewalk in New York city. And it said, uh, like you need it. You're going to need a bottle of wine, especially after reading what he tweets next. I mean, it's like, you know, this has just become American, American politics has become a game show, a reality show, you know, and it's like that's Trump is the, the absolute perfect guy. He's the perfect heel in wrestling. They call it a heel, like a villain. He's the perfect heel for our country. You know, it's like it, it fits the narrative that has been being that has been be, that has been peddled to uh, these uh, young minds in schools and, and then in co- later in colleges of being the victim, you know, of white male privilege, of all of these, you know, false things that have been, that have been talked about. And, you know, while there, there's definitely some truth, because I think all, all of this nonsense that we call nonsense is nonsense. It doesn't mean that it didn't originate from a place of origin where there is an element of truth to it. Sure, there's an element of truth to it, but what happens is that that tiny kernel that element of truth is is really just kind of a factor of what you know it's just kind of a factor of what is and we can talk all all we want about why it is that way or whatever but it just is what it is but there's people that are upset about the way that it is what it is so they have to magnify that kernel of truth and really shove it down everybody's throats until everybody gets this repeated message, message of like white male privilege, white male privilege, white male privilege, you know, tra- you're transphobic, you're transphobic, you're transphobic. And it's like, like y- the message should be le- let people have the opinions they want to have and leave them alone if they're not causing any harm to you, physical harm. You know, that, that, that's it. You know, comedy is comedy. You know, if you're making fun of somebody for being transgender, you're making fun of them for being transgender. Why? Because transgender is not the norm. Most people aren't transgender. So it's funny to most people 
because it's different. And when we see things that are different, we laugh because it's not like us. And it's humorous to see another human being living a life that could be so far different from the one that we're living. It's as simple as that. Why is an Indian accent funny to me? Because most of the people I know aren't Indian. I didn't grow up in an Indian household. And it's, it just sounds different. So it's, it's funny. But I don't, that doesn't mean that I think that Indian people are just inherently stereotypical. Hello, God, cab driver, man. No. I know that they're regular. You know, it's just like I'm Italian and people make fun of Italian stereotypes. And, you know, I, 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 I've actively, as a younger kid, I've actively tried to distance myself from being stereotypically perceived as Italian. I, I, don't, really te- I don't really care for those traits. They don't, uh, they don't appeal to me. I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I'm proud of them. You know, I recognize that it's part of a, a heritage that I belong to, and it's kind of funny. I, I, do, I make fun of those, guy, of those people too, the stereotypical Italian uh, people. And so I think that what, what really we have to start doing here is just allowing people to be who they are, allowing us to act in a normal way that human beings act without mean intentions. If, obviously, if there's, we're, able, we're human beings, we're not robots, we're able to tell when something is mean. If, it's, if it has a mean intention to it, if it means to do harm to somebody specifically, if it means to really, really hurt someone, you know, like a like a Hitler kind of person or someone, or like a Stalin, you know, someone like that. Pol Pot, take your pick. So, so, the, so I want to talk about what I consider to be the three most important issues of, of humanity today. And that is uh, the, the power of, of the state and the power of the monetary systems and war and peace, which is probably the most important thing. I mean, call me crazy, but I think that not murdering people is a pretty good place to start, right? I would think that, you know, saying that that would be a priority over who gets to go into a bathroom. And, you know, I have a theory about this, and my theory is that I think that a lot of people find it very difficult to to tackle these big issues because we're not we're not taught them you have to seek them out on your own and find out the truth about a lot of these things you have to find out the truth about the federal reserve you have to find out the truth about you know the the anatomy of the state as murray rothbard says you have to find out the truth about you know the wars and history and the in these sorts of things and you have to dig you have to dig for them and then you have to analyze it Go over it in your head, ruminate about it, negotiate certain things, be willing to struggle and wrestle with ideas and concepts and discuss them and debate them and be shut down and be called names and, and, and have that freedom of speech to exercise your, 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 your knowledge so you know what you think. You know what you think and then you can make better sense of the world and yourself in it. And then you can try and have empathy because by knowing what you think and by making sense of the world and your place in it, you understand what it's like to be a human being and you understand what it's like to live a human experience. And when you understand what it's like to live a human experience, you, cre- you create more empathy for other people and for, your, for yourself. You create more empathy and more compassion 
And that creates more respect. And when you have more respect, you have less fear and less paranoia and less hysteria, less blowing things out of proportion, more letting people do what they like to do, and, and more tuned in to, the, to the, full, the fullness of humanity. And psychedelics can definitely do that for you. Psychedelics can definitely crack through a barrier uh, and, and provide to you a whole different kind of, of understanding that's more of a feeling understanding, more of a knowing understanding. You just know, you feel it to be that way. It's a different kind of intelligence. And so, so I think that we live in a time of great challenge. And I think that challenge in this time for, for, for most Americans, especially for most you know, middle-class Americans and, and, and above, that for, for us, we have the, the education, the means, the resources, the know-how, the intellect, the um, ability, the opportunity, the privilege to actually not be ignorant and be informed of the, of the real problems of our time. And I feel that there's a major disservice to the youth by you know, corroding and twisting their minds and manipulating them into, into getting worked up and getting fearful over issues that, while are important and do matter, do not take priority to, uh, you know, the three that I mentioned that are so, so important that, that if we fix those top three, then I guarantee you that we'll have a way better chance of fixing the remaining one million problems that everybody encounters in their everyday life and, you know, with being alive and being a, a person. But as long as, as long as we make the choice to let our attention be diverted, to, to be sucked into spirals of fear, then we're going to act appropriately the way that human beings have acted for since our inception. You know, when there's, when there's a threat, we respond in an equal manner. And, you know, today, the the warfare against the people that uh you know that, that live in America i can only speak to uh my country I, I suppose because i only know the tactics of my country and what they employ on their population um so so it's so here it's it's for like i said for people who are middle class you know upper middle class and and above you know because the poor it's a different story the poor are getting fucked totally fucked they're just getting their their lives i i don't know what their lives are like you know they're they're just the 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 people that live in inner cities where there's gangs and there's crime i i don't know that life i don't live there i don't know so i can't speak to that but i know that it's it's very bad and i know that their opportunities are running out and i know that you know that that uh a lot of it is you know, systematically done by uh, the state and, uh, you know, and of course the war on drugs plays a, a big part in that as well. 
but I, I want to just speak about people who are in like the middle class, you know, I, I don't know, you know, maybe you're making 70,000 a year or something, 70, 70,000 and up. I don't know what, what it is, but for people like that, you know, people that, that I know, people who are, who, who are similar to me, the, we're not, you know, we're not getting locked up for smoking joints. We're not getting, you know, we don't, we're not, we don't have to really worry, you know, when we get stopped by a police officer, if we're going to get shot. We don't, not necessarily, you know, um, we, we don't have to really worry, we don't have to worry about drone strikes, you know, bombing our, our village or, or something like that. So what, the point that I'm trying to make is that when you're part of more of an affluent class, really the only warfare that's being devised upon us is psychological warfare. Warfare of, of propaganda, warfare of fear, fear-mongering, and, you know, clickbait culture, and um, instant reminiscing of, on social media, and, you know, the vanity and, and narcissism that goes along with it. It's, um, you know, we are essentially voluntarily entering into our, our own sort of enslavement. Um, which is interesting because there's a lot of fun to be had in that, in that realm. There's, there's definitely a lot of fun to be had in that realm, but all the, the fun that is available in that realm is our, you know, consolation prizes. I think I mentioned this in, in, a, in another episode, but it's like, you know, cheap, cheap little substitutes for the real thing. Um, and the real thing is, is, is what the real thing is what every human being I think craves and desires. And I think that we see that with the, with that lack of connection, with the, the severing of that connection between us and the real thing and the replacement with this mediator of consolation prizes offered to us, uh, I think that, um, our pain manifests in many different ways. And we see, we see it with all the kinds of diseases and, uh, and ailments and um, sicknesses and, and mental uh, issues and, and, and depression and anxiety and all that stuff. You know, this is, these are things that have emerged uh, and formed out of uh, being oppressed in a very, very... I'm trying to think of the right word, almost invisible way. Because it's not totally invisible. It's like everybody feels like there's just something that's like not really quite totally right. And and it's not like in it could it's not just in every area of your life. It could be it could be in one particular area or, you know, something, but everybody has that kind of deep down feeling that they they don't share with other people. Most people don't share with other people. Um, but uh, I know it's there because I experience it myself, and I'm a human being, and so are all of you, so it must be similar. And I, and I think what happens is that we get, we get distracted by these issues, and, and uh, you know, it's not just a message to the left, and that, I guess that's why I, I didn't start off with like a message. I was thinking about calling it a message to the left, but it's more of just a message to, to, to everybody, really. 
But I think that we hear so much about the left being hysterical about it. But then again, the right can be just as, you know, just as bad, you know, in their responding and stuff. But I don't consider myself really to, to fit into any of those categories. I mean, I guess I would probably lean more to the right side, but I'm liberal and, you know, a voluntarist. I mean, I just believe that all interactions should be voluntary. I believe in the non-aggression principle, the golden rule. You know, I believe in just don't hurt people, don't take their things, don't invade somebody else's. I mean, it's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. You know, if you just apply this one rule, just take this rule and apply it like, like a coat of paint. Just go down all of society and just paint this rule onto every single thing. Paint it onto government, paint it onto the military, paint it onto banks, paint it onto uh, people's houses, you know, private institutions, whatever, car dealerships. Just paint this one rule on, and it's just don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. That's it. Just a moral code. Now, of course, I mean, of course people are going to break that because that's what we do. We just break rules. That's who human beings are. It's fun. You know, are we going to get caught? Who knows? But I want to I live in a world where the mainstream message is one of this. The mainstream message communicates to our highest common denominator, not our lowest common denominator. You know, and I think it's a, re- it's a shame that that, that model has, uh, has been so successful because it, it almost makes you think that like, oh, well, I guess it's just always destined to be this way. But I don't think so. I think I see a lot of things shaping up to be in, in a more positive, more inspiring direction. And I think that you see that a lot with hopefully this podcast and, you know, Instagram posts and, and, and you know, if you could follow the right people. Follow the right people is really what you need to be doing and cut the people that don't serve you out of your life. And that means that's everything. I mean, if you have cable television and you only, you know, watch like one show on there, just get rid of it because, you know, you're going to wind up flipping. Someone's going to come over. They're going to put something on. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Don't have it. There's no need for it, you know. Maybe to watch live sports, but, you know, yeah, commercials, go to a bar or something, you know. Just eliminate the amount of weapons pointed at you. Is really, I mean, it's, it's, we live in like a choose your own adventure story right now. And we have a choose your own adventure story. And that story is basically choose what you want to pay attention to. What you pay attention to becomes what your reality is shaped by. I remember this class that I took, and I don't remember many of them, but the professor was good and I forgot his name. But it was a communication class that I took in Buffalo, you know, 2007 or something like that. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, wow, 10 years ago, college, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. College is fun. Um, he, we, this class, it, it, I remember we did this study here and, and, and a report on, uh, television watching. And it was like people who watch 40 hours of television a week, like, uh, shows like NCIS law and order shows like that. If they only watched you know, if they, the majority of their shows they, they watched were shows like that, that they, they had like a drastic increase. I forget what the percentage was. A drastic increase in perceiving the world to look that way. So, so what that means is like 
if they if they're you know going to a bar and there's not a lot of people in the bar and the waiter and the bartender's like cleaning the glasses and stuff you know that's kind of like a typical scene from like law and order right like they might have a an image uh or like a guy in a van loading boxes you know like they might say oh okay this is a similar situation to the to to a familiar kind of version of reality that I'm familiar with because I tune into that version of reality uh, and I watch it and I'm familiar with it. So it, 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 it that world be, it seeps into this world a little bit more in terms of what you, how you see it, how you perceive it, how you, how you imagine it to be, what kind of situations, what, what people might say, what people might do, what people are likely to say, what people are likely to do, you know? And and there's you know I, I, it's cliche but people say well why do they call it television programming like it's programming I mean it is but television's programming internet's programming what 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 I'm telling you right now is programming this is programming I'm programming I'm I'm communicating a message that I think is true to you guys and you are like I'm 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 in your life like I'm a person in your life like I'm sh- I, things might this, things that you recognize might pop up and you might say, oh, I heard that on the podcast or I remember Mike saying something like that or whatever. You know, you're choosing to tune into this particular frequency. But the, the frequency that I'm, I'm trying to create is a frequency of love and of peace and of voluntary cooperation and, you know, also a respect and an understanding to realize that not everybody's going to want to participate in that sort of situation. So really, you know, what, what, I'm, what I'm talking about here isn't some kind of hippy-dippy uh, you know, utopian dream of like, we're all going to hold hands, sing Kumbaya, listen to John Lennon, everybody's going to take LSD, we're all going to have orgies. Like, I know that's not going to happen. But I should have the right to associate with people who want to participate in a reality that's like that. And for those of, and for those of the other people that don't want to participate in a reality like that, then you can go ahead and you can go and form your own reality. And we'll leave you alone and you leave us alone. And if you don't want to leave us alone, well, then we'll arm ourselves and we'll protect ourselves. And if you try and, you know, start anything, I mean, that, that's, that's essentially how humans have, have lived on this planet until agricultural, uh, agriculture, agriculture, agricultural times. The dawn of agriculture was the dawn of slavery and the dawn of slavery was the dawn of the modern day civilization. And that's why we, you know, we look at these, you know, great structures and all these things and it's like, okay, great. What about the humans? But it's not a message of utopianism. It's a, meta, meta, it's a message of radical self-determination, radical uh, self-ownership, individualism, radical respect for other people who disagree with you to live and let live. So, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing, I think, to grasp, I guess, because, you know, the, the, these, these, these diversionary topics, they, they, really, they really get people, they really sink their hooks into people's emotions. And they really twist and turn on the, on the emotional levers. And we're all told how we should respond and how we should feel and how we should think. And, what side we should be on. And, and you know, again, I'll just say, I, I initially wanted to say message to the left, 
but it's more of a message to everyone. But 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 a little bit talking about the left right now. I say, you know, I used to be a member. I, I guess. I mean, I, I definitely. I I was I was kind of apolitical, but listen, I was educated in public school systems in New York State. My parents are are Democrats, you know, and um, this is a blue state. I grew I grew up uh, in in a very you know kind of a big government town I guess you know a lot of you know a lot of public activities public pools and you know all kinds of public offerings um and so you know my you know my dad would get the New York Times read the New York Times I mean it just seemed like a rational thing to to do and George W Bush was president when I was in my, you know, formative years, going through high school, college, more college, actually. Um, it was at the end of high school when he got elected. But so college, so college campus, you know, it, the, the general consensus was, you know, I went to school in New York, so Buffalo. The general consensus was in my whole entire my version of reality, what, what, this is what re, uh, Robert Anton Wilson calls reality tunnels. We all live in reality tunnels, and we, our tunnels are all slightly a little bit different, but we converge with tunnels that are similar, and then we create these large you know, general consensus versions of reality tunnels. And so the, the message that I received was, um, or the message that I had been uh, ensconced in, you know, it, it, the, the, the invisible conditioning in, the, in my reality tunnel all around me was, obviously, the Republicans are the evil guys. Obviously, George W. Bush is an idiot. And obviously, the Democrats, the blue guys, are the heroes. And, you know, Bill Clinton was the best president ever. And, you know, we had the best time there and, and all that stuff. And while, you know, that's true, obviously, like, Bush was terrible. You know, but as soon as you learn that Clinton was terrible too, and then you know a lot of people before him were terrible, that the that the presidency in in and of itself is pretty terrible, then it all kind of makes sense. Then it's like, oh, well, are they just playing like a, the good cop bad cop routine up here? I mean, I I, th I think essentially that's what's going on. You know, it's like, all right, well, you had eight years of of Clinton. Man, times were good, weren't they? Like, it was just, all I remember is saxophones and blowjobs, you know? And then, oh, here comes the bad cop, you know, George W. Bush. Like, he's the bad. And, you know, this is the message that most people get in large Democratic, or, uh, you know, Democrat, blue state, urban city areas. Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, you know, the, all, the, all the familiar places. And so it was just kind of obvious. Democrats are the good guys. Republicans are the bad guys. Right? And it wasn't until, you know, and, and, and trust me, I, you know, I, I was a cheerleader for Barack Obama. You know, I started, I was watching YouTube clips of him on, in college and, in 2006 and 7, before he even ran, we, my father and we would used to talk about 
oh, this, you know, this center, he's, he looks pretty impressive. He can talk, you know. And he would always invoke the Constitution and the founders. And he just sounded like, man, like, here's a guy. Here's a guy who's going to come in here. Look, the, the, the tw- I was in New York on 9-11. I saw the towers fall. I remember the second tower hitting. I, I, as soon as we got word that uh, a plane had hit the uh, first tower, we went to, we left school, me and my friends, and went to my friend's house and watched on television live the whole thing play out the rest of the day. I remember it. Clear as day. And I, and I remember Bush being like, we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get these goddamn sons of bitches, these terrorists. This this aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> that was a terrible Bush impression. Terror. Operation Iraqi Freedom. Dick Cheney and me are gonna go kick some tail. Mandarin Chief. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, these guys are fucking criminals. And I'm talking about all of them. Politicians, the state, the, 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 the 1%, the elite, the top brass. They, they laugh because they get away with it over and over again. They laugh because we all buy in. We all buy into the team sides. We pick sides, we cheer red, we cheer blue, we shout down people, we fight, or we just totally withdraw, we do nothing, we don't even participate, we don't even pay attention. And it's, that, and it's those people that don't pay attention, that don't know anything, that go out and vote because they, they think they're informed. They think they're informed. I, you know how many people I know who I, I ask them about politics? They don't know anything. You know, there's like Jimmy Kimmel clips where they interview people on the street. People, they can't name the vice president. So it's like, you know, I mean, not to, not to, be, not to be a dick, but most people in this country are dumber than dumb. But, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, you got to have sympathy for them in a way because it's, it's not their fault. You know, this, is, this has been the construction of a system. These have been, you know, the, the way that the natural, whether, whether it was planned, you know, in a, in a room or whether it was just the natural progression of the human evolution of what we do. We, you know, we get together, we dominate other people, we take power, we kill, murder, lie, cheat, steal, you know. But I, I, I'm willing to bet that more peop, there's more people out there that, won't, that wouldn't behave that way or that don't, or that actually I should say there's more people out there who do not live their lives that way. You know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, there's more people than out there that are good than are bad, I think, there, or that are willing to choose good over bad. There's more people out there that are willing to choose being good than choose being bad. And for whatever reason, I mean, whether they're, you know, they, they, they're afraid that they won't get into heaven or it doesn't matter. All that matters is their actions and what they're willing to do. So I don't care what reason people choose to, to believe to be, that being a good person is better than being a bad person. But whatever that, whatever that is, 
it's good. I mean, it's good that most people choose choose that. But in 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 this in this day and age where we have access to information where it's almost the responsibility of of those of us who have the education, the intellect, the the capacity, the resources to do good, to choose to do good that are not doing it, you know. That we're 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 continuing to participate in the systems that you know benefit the the elites. And it's it's basically you know we're 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 choosing to obey, and as long as we keep choosing to obey, then we will just you know we'll just walk around like ch- chickens with our heads cut off because we'll be so flustered and stressed and 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 depressed and anxious and you know all these all these things because we're. You know, we're reading the news and we're tweeting and we're yelling at people and we're arguing and we're, you know, and, and, we're, and we're, we're, we're voting and we're protesting and we're getting worked up at everything that Trump does and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, meanwhile, like I said in the beginning of this show, meanwhile, all this stuff, you know, uh, transphobia, um, you know, health care, um, you know, all of these, all of these things. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because if you look back at every single like look back at the last 40 50 years of 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 presidential politics it's always the same things healthcare uh you know taxes i guess it's not even it doesn't even seem like it's a big one anymore racism phobias you know rights When was the last time that people really got worked up for, you know, the, the Federal Reserve, the, 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 the printing of money, the bailing out of banks, the, the drone strikes, the spying, the, the perpetual war, violence, murder, death, displacement, dismemberment, disembodied people, destruction, devastation, hell on earth? And I, it's like, I know, we don't have to pay attention to that here. We don't have to. We, we literally, you can, there's people in America that are living here that literally will never know what I'm saying, will never be receptive to what I'm saying, will never think one second about any of this stuff. But, they'll ne- but they don't realize that it impacts their life, that they are living in a zoo, and that they're a slave. And I mean, you know, obviously, every time you say that, someone goes, oh, they're not slaves because they're not forced to. No, they're slaves to the system, to the way, that the, the, the way that the rulers have chosen to organize society and the way that they've chosen to operate and, and set up the game rules. You know, this is a game. We're in a game. So... 
you know, these, these big three issues or these, you know, I mean, it's more than three, but I mean, really like what should the role of government be in Ron Paul used to say this all the time. What should the role of government be in our lives? Why are we not having the fundamental discussion of what the role of government is in our lives? How intrusive should government be in our lives? What should we be doing around the world? What should we be spending? What should we be, le- what, what should we, you know, it, all of these things, they matter. They matter. You might not think that they matter, but they, they impact you. When you go out to, to the grocery store to buy, I don't know, what, I'm trying to think of a good example of what, what a common, I was going to say milk, but I haven't, I haven't drinking milk in like, I don't drink, I don't have dairy really, milk, but uh, just milk really. I'm a But anyway, if you go to the grocery store to purchase uh, orange juice or something, right? Whatever you're going to get, it's like four four fifty. Why is it four fifty? And what and what was it? What was that same juice fifty years ago? You know, you hear people always talk about, you know, back in my day, it only cost a nickel to go to the movie theater. Well, why is that? Is it just because we live in the future now and the past, everyone was poor or something? Oh, they didn't, they, we have better technology now, so naturally things would be more expensive because they didn't have any technology in the past, so things were just poor. They didn't have anything. They just rode around on dirt-covered horses and stuff. I mean... No, it's, it's inflation. And not a lot of people know about inf- what in, what They don't know what inflation is. No idea. It's just a, a mystery. But it, it affects everyone. It affects how much things cost. It affects the purchasing power of the dollar. When the, when the banks failed, and, and I mean, this is just, un, you know, you talk about you know, financial regulations or whatever, and then, you know, we can, we can, we can say that it's the, the, the Republicans and they, they do this and that and whatever, the Democrats. I mean, Barack Obama bailed out the bankers, man. I mean, oh, it was George, Bush, it was George W. Bush's problem, you know, good cop, bad cop routine. It's a fucking, it's, it's not complicated. It's very simple. It's, it simply is exactly that. The good cop, bad cop routine. Blame it on the other person. Obama comes in there. You know, all the, they're all like, hey, look, you know, you bail us all out. You know, we got you elected. You know, we, we contributed to your campaign. We, Goldman Sachs was like, I mean, come on. Goldman Sachs do, donated. I forget what, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but they major contributor to, to Obama's campaign. So obviously, when when they need money, uh, well, uh, look, uh, we should uh, print uh, print out some money and uh, give it over to my buddies at uh, Goldman Sachs because they're uh, they're real nice fellas. They uh, really came through in a jiffy for me. <laughs> Goldman Sachs took more than $20 billion in taxpayer money through bailouts, payments, and backstops. 
and then turned around and paid out $16.2 billion as 2009 bonuses, plus an additional $5 billion more in bonuses in 2010. Without uh, Obama administration's help, Goldman's bonuses would have been nothing. Too big to fail. The biggest malarkey of our, of our lives. This is what happens. We constantly get lied to, and we constantly get fucked over. And, and what it is is, the peop- there's, there, it's the responsibility of people who are, have a certain kind of intelligence, who are in the know, who have a certain kind of level of persuasion and power to do the right thing. And by, by not doing the right thing, you're not informing people of, of the truth, and it leads to a worse-off society. It leads to, you know, you, you, think, that, you think that your life is, is good because you live in a little bit of a bubble, but, you know, th- that all of your actions have repercussions. All of your non-actions have repercussions. And those repercussions, cont- you're, you're either going to live a life where you contribute to human suffering or you alleviate human suffering. And that's really the difference maker. You know, you talk about like the division line in politics is now libertarian and authoritarian. It's not; it's no longer left and right. It's authoritarian or Democrat Republican. It's authoritarian and libertarian. Well, it's are you on the side that contributes to more human suffering, or are you on the side that decreases the amount of human suffering? Do you alleviate it or do you increase it? And that means everything. You know, it's it's all about what you know. And we start with humans first because we're all human. And then we work our way down. Okay, okay. Is everybody contributing to human suffering, or is there a lot of people, more people contributing to decreasing human suffering than than increasing it? Okay, good. We have a majority of people that are focused on increasing the amount of happiness and decreasing the amount of suffering in their own lives and in turn other people's lives. Okay, great. Now we can focus on animals and plants and then go down the list. But these are the issues that matter. This is, this is, this is what really matters. And, the, and these major issues, these, these, these issues of, of manipulating the monetary policy, of you know, the, 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 the tool that we use to exchange our, our goods and services, the effort that we, that we put into society to make a contribution, to add some value uh, to life, to, to, to receive a reward for participating and then using that reward to to buy things to purchase things to acquire things that we that we like that we find desirable that we want that we wish to 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 use it for experiences we trade time we trade skill we trade labor we trade all these things and by trading those things we work together we're collaborating with each other we're in an un, we're in a an unwritten it's an unwritten rule that if i if i exchange, if i go to your store and I buy the orange juice and I give you the money, that's an, that's an exchange we've just made. That's a beautiful exchange of, I want that, you give me that. And it's that collaboration, that working together, that is where peace comes from. But the minute people start forcing and using violence or threats of violence and intimidation and manipulation and, and all that, then that distorts, that distorts. And then when, when, when the person in power distorts, then everybody else distorts because they have to mimic the power because the power, uh, you know, is in power, you know, can deal, out the, can deal out punishments and can deal out rewards. So everybody bends to that power. 
everybody is falls in line with that hierarchy. So, so the 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 message is really like, look, we we're not going to be able to just say we can change the world and you know uh, force force governments and force corporate you know to do the right thing or, or something. We have to force we have to like encourage and inspire and lead by example. I mean, that that's that's how things change. Things change when some when someone has the courage to lead by example. I'm you know make this example uh, a lot, but on like like Star Wars in in Return of the Jedi when the Emperor is like perfect. I made you fight your father because I wanted a new apprentice. Now use all of your hate, strike him down, and take take your father's place at my side. <laughs> Get me a caramel treat chuck me in read me a story all right he's uh the emperor yeah he's like take your place uh at my side your father's place at my side and and luke could you know he could he could he could do it he could just he could be like wow wow i feel powerful like i just defeated my father like i'll just uh you know i'll i'll kill him and then i'll i'll have all this power i'll i'll be you know i'll be ruling the galaxy or whatever I mean, it's a tempting offer, you know? But then he looks down and he sees his hand. And he moves, and Luke Skywalker moves his hand. And it goes like... It's a robot hand. The glove. The black glove. Because his his father cut his hand off in Empire... Spoiler alert, in Empire Strikes Back. And... He's he's he has an insight. There's a look on Luke Skywalker's face, and he says, "No, never, no," because he sees I'm becoming the machine. I'm I'm falling into the same trap that my father fell into, the lusting over power and control and domination. I'm becoming the machine. I'm becoming the dominator. I'm becoming the, the, the matrix, you know? And he chooses, no. He says, I'll never join you. And, you know, he sacrifices himself to do the right thing because the emperor starts electrocuting him. But then his father saves him, of course. Redemption. All right. Well, I think that might be be about it. But I guess the the main the main thing that I want to communicate is um, you know it's 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 fun and easy and um, comforting and. What else? Um, I don't know. I guess comforting in our delusion. It's just, it's easy and comforting to go along with the crowd, to go along with the lowest common denominator, to get swept up in thinking that you're making a difference by opposing a side or being on a side or caring about an issue that is 
personal to you that matters, but I think that there's a lot of missing the point. And it's not easy to to choose to to educate yourself and to learn about things that that um that maybe don't really necessarily affect you you don't necessarily you don't necessarily feel that they affect you in your day-to-day life but these are the the felt but unseen actors that uh that 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 are dictating the course of your your life and you you know you don't realize it you don't know it um because it's all you know a ripple effect you know the 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 CIA calls it blowback the term blowback and Ron Paul famously used that in that amazing moment in uh, the debate with uh, Rudy Giuliani Where uh, you know Rudy Giuliani was like, I, 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 I think you should take that back, sir. And he said, Well, no, I'm not going to take it back because it's true. And 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 anybody that doesn't, you know, doesn't think that is just a fool. You're a fool, and you're you're contributing to being part of the suffering by not acknowledging that, not acknowledging that actions that are taken on our behalf, in our name, with our money our tax dollars are used to do things that we wouldn't want to do ourselves that we don't want to that we would never authorize ourselves but they are done in our country's name in the land that we live in in our name so it's like you know we're kind of complicit you know we're a little bit responsible for that and uh you know we're afraid of getting attacked or killed by um terrorists or um you know just we don't like that there's a orange 70 year old who grabs women by the pussy in 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 the office i mean talks like i mean that's really what it is it's like people just don't like the way he talks you know it's not about his actions is that you know Obama's did the same thing that he did as president? It's very similar. It's just a, it's a circus. I mean, these people are fools. I mean, it's essentially you know the American public is like, look, get us a guy in there that can at least lie to us. Good, you know, Trump can't even lie to us. He's he's too abrasive. He's too direct. We don't we don't like that. We we like to be tricked and hypnotized. You know, put us put us back to sleep, please. That's what these people on the left are shouting at Trump. That's why they don't like Trump because they want to go back to sleep. They don't want, they don't want, uh, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to have their attention drawn to this. And they think they're like, they just think it's just him. They don't realize that it's the actual system and the position of power that, that we actually have control in, in deeming acceptable or not, you know. So we're never going to get anything done as, as long as we're screaming and yelling at each other, you know. The the thing that we that I'd like to see happen is that I'd like to see people go their separate ways, you know, secede, nullify, just withdraw from from formal relationships with, you know, uh, out of far out of reach 
dictators. I mean, that's essentially what it is. I mean, the fe- like to me, the federal government is a dictator. It's a dictatorship. You know, that's that's that I don't like I don't look at it as like a democracy. It has it has the illusion of that. But it's a dictatorship. They tell you, give us this money or you, you know, or else. Give us your give us a certain percentage of your income or else. They say you can't smoke this, you can't eat this, you can't drink that or else. So, so I'm, I'm worried that there's the next four years, eight years, whatever, is going to just be spent on, you know, just spent on all this bullshit, this reality television president bullshit, this, this great big distraction, this three-ring circus, you know, the, the worried about every little word that it was said, the... Uh, the microaggressions, the phobias, the the racism, the, all this stuff. It's all it's always the same thing because these are the emotional issues. And people that are on the left, they're they're more creative people that are on the left, more creative people there are there that are in media. And they're more open. They have the, the higher trait in openness. So they're more susceptible to these emotional triggers. Oh, he said this, or oh, can you believe what, he, what this person said? Or, oh, did you read this article? Or did you see this outrageous thing? I mean, we live in this insane clickbait culture of outrage. It's just crazy. Get a load of the latest thing. Get a load of the latest shocking, shocking thing. I mean, it's just, it's enough. I'm, I'm, aren't we fatigued? Isn't it enough already? I mean, just to unplug a little bit and, and figure out who you are and what's really real about your life, your sexuality, your desires, your thoughts, your feelings, your, your, your diet, your health, your wealth. You know, it would be nice to, to, to really hone in and focus on those things uh, as a country, you know, as a whole. If, if more people could, could do that, we could really create a near utopian level society here. And, and I know, um, you know, I, I have to be careful around that word. I don't mean utopia where everybody's holding hands. I mean, we could really have a country here that, like, what if we just stopped and, and, and we didn't repeat history? You know, because history has shown what's happened to empires that stretch across the globe and they're aggressive uh, abroad and despotic at home. It's shown what happened to the people who have lived these highfalutin civilizations and then they've all come crumbling down. I mean, it, it's just that's the way, like, we think that we're impervious. If anything, we should pump the brakes on the smash and grab job right now and withdraw and, and calm down and slow down and come back, and take a breath and separate this massive landmass that we call a country into livable sections of where people can live in a harmonious way, in peace and through voluntary exchange with each other. And, and, and like-minded people can live with like-minded people. It, it, it seems very simple to me that that's the best way to organize society is to have, is to, for everybody to acknowledge that, not fighting for, for this, you know, this giant thing that we call the federal government to, to just change, all of a sudden change its actors and then the, 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 the movie's going to be different. It's the same movie. Different actors, same director, 
different actors. So if we could just if we could just spread this message, if we could spread more podcasts and more articles and more books that are that are talking in the way that I'm talking and and concerned about the things that I'm concerned about, then we could have the best shot at having a you know a, a world of more peace and more or less people suffer and when there's more opportunity, more opportunity for people to express themselves in more creative ways. Because we won't have a criminal, tragic war on drugs. We won't be polluting children's minds with, you know, uh, indoctrination from an early age, and 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 forcing them to only learn the things that we want them to learn. If we learn how to relax and respect each other a little bit more, then we can do that. But as long as long as we're biting, you know, chomping at the bit and taking the bait on diversionary issues and less important things then we're just going to keep spinning around and around and around, you know, like um, just like a dog chasing its tail. I mean, just gonna, we're just going to keep spinning around and around. And a lot of people make money, you know, and, and have a livelihood on this, you know, because they're, you know, they, they've, they've bought into this and they're debating, like, this really matters to me. This is, this is passionate to me. But they, if, if you just take a step back a little bit, you'll see, you know, if you just, if you just learn how to see things from, from a wider perspective, from different perspectives, you might realize that maybe the things that you're fighting for aren't necessarily the most important things, aren't really the most noble things to be fighting for, aren't really the most worthy things to be fighting for, you know? So, you know, I don't know. You know, the the message is 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 just basically like stick to what matters and and don't be don't get don't allow yourself to get so fucking brainwashed. It's pathetic. All right. Peace.